Welcome to the Scott Shepherd Podcast. I am a man on a mission to create an army of independent writers, creators, and thinkers who make a hell of a living doing what they love. And it all starts with one thing, and that is doing things the old way, the hard way, the deliberate way, the anti-net way. Listen in as I share thoughts and rants of what goes on behind the scenes as I create an independent knowledge empire where I get to spend my days doing what I love, reading, writing, and thinking while making a hell of a living and helping my people do the same. What is up, friend and fellow anti-netter? Man, so freaking last night was an eventful night, and it involved my animals, my pets. And I've also, to provide some background context, late last month I had a very sad, traumatic experience with another one of my pets, which I'm going to save for uh, an issue of the Scott Shepherd letter, probably issue number 12, uh, and sharing what happened with that. So with that in the background, another event happened. Last evening, I got home around maybe 5, 5 or 6 p.m. I think it was 5 p.m. And my Earth Angel girlfriend had been hanging out with a, another friend of hers that was a vet. And, um, you know, her friend pointed out that, oh, hey, you guys have lilies on, you know, basically lilies on the counter. Or actually, it was, I think, on a coffee table. And she's like, do you know, you need to throw those away. Lilies are, like, insanely poisonous to cats. You know, like, if they if they eat it or, you know, they're very toxic. Like, if you get it around your cats, you know, if they eat it or something happens, they can, you know, go into shock and you know, have kidney failures and, and die. And it's very, very serious. And so my earth angel girlfriend threw it away and, you know, that's it. Pretty much. We thought nothing of it. However, I got home around, you know, 5 PM and I noticed that on one of our cats, little princess Fiona, who is uh, of course named after princess Fiona from Shrek. She's this long white haired, um, immaculate looking little cute uh ragdoll cat and you know she looks like that but she's you know secretly she's a little shit all just to be quite frank and honest she's cute she's fun but she's got her own little you know personality and she doesn't let anyone really touch her unless she you know decides some random time at night that she wants to like start snuggling with you anyway we noticed that there was like this yellow spot on her fur we're like what the heck is that we and it looked like almost like a yellow highlighter so we looked all around the house and there was no indication it seemed like obvious that oh well she's got pollen on her and probably pollen from the um you know from the lily flower you know which is like super toxic and poisonous so you know what did we do my girlfriend and I, we like searched on the internet. And of course, whenever you do that, like you search Reddit and, you know, you just find these horror stories about, <laughs> about anything that you're searching, right? Like if you want to get confirmation bias, that like the worst thing ever is going to happen to you, just go search whatever you're concerned about and, you know, type in Reddit after it and you're just going to find anything to confirm your suspicions. So, what ended up happening is, you know, my girlfriend was very, very scared because of, you know, the most recent traumatic experience we had with my other pet, which I don't want to really talk about right now. 
you know, so this could be yet another horrible, like, event that would happen. So we, you know, she was very, very concerned. She's so freaking sweet, like super concerned. And like, we need to, you know, you know, I was like, hey, let's just wait it out. Like, you know, I, I, we washed off the pollen and all that stuff. Like, it seemed like there was like no real risk to the cat. That was my interpretation, my gut feel. But then after searching on Reddit, it was like, holy crap, like, like this is the most serious thing ever. Cats that just like sniff pollen or lick pollen or, you know, a lot of them were like, hey, they, they ate a leaf of the, you know, lily. And, you know, of course, that's not good at all. And they go into shock and all of that. So, you know, we got freaked out by Reddit. And so we Googled around and found like an animal hospital. This is like last night at like 1030 p.m. And so we we drove there. We put the the cat. Actually, we put two ca- the two cats in just in case like, hey, maybe the other one licked licked the pollen, too, or something like that, like was cleaning the other cat. So we're driving there at like 1030 last night. My girlfriend's, you know, freaking <laughs> having a traumatic experience, freaking out. She's, you know, uh, the cats are wailing like freaking they're dying in the back seat because they hate being in the car. They're like, meow, meow. You know, my girlfriend puts on meditation music, spa music to calm calm everything down. Like, it's a really traumatic and stressful situation. Um, and then we go into the, we essentially walk into the animal hospital. You know, it's like an overnight 24-7 animal hospital. And, you know, the staff there, you know, they're just kind of like strung out, you know, like it's the, the, the types of people that would want to work at a overnight, you know, vet hospital job are there and you know, we find out, hey, it's, you know, $110 just for the doctor to, like, come in and talk to us and tell us that, hey, uh, you're probably going to need, you know, to shove over, like, shove over, you know, $2,000, $3,000. And, like, if you have another stay, a second night stay, it's probably going to be even more, like five grand or something like that. And so I had learned from, like, the previous experience with that pet, my pet that I do not want to name right now, I'll sh- I'll save it for issue number twelve. That you know, that basically kind of vets they kind of are in the business of like scaring the shit out of you and fleecing you for money based on using just the leverage of fear, and it's happened to several of my like parents' pets where, you know, like the dog will be near the end of his life and you know, get like a little fatty tumor and the vet will be like, no, you know, it could turn into cancerous tumor and we really need to operate on it. And what ends up happening is they fucking operate on your pet and that's the thing that kills them. It's happened, you know, to like my pets before. It's like they, like one of them, they, he had like a, you know, a little fatty tumor in his like eye and he was fine with it. Like it was like not bad. He lived through it. So they took him in, did surgery and they shoved a freaking pipe down his throat and he ended up like coughing up a freaking storm for this pat, like, his last like six months, you know, and like that pretty much it ended up killing him. This fucking vets are freaking horrible. I'm sorry to say, you know, if you know any vets, you're probably married. Some of you are married to one. I'm, I'm sure, you know, it's not intentional. It's not bad, but it's kind of, it's like almost a lot of them, you know, maybe not yours, but a lot of them are just like, they're in the business of fear. Like they're not in the pet business. They're in the fear inducing business. And, you know, I had had this ex- these experiences, so I was on guard, and I went into this vet hospital last night, 
and the the whole usual thing goes down. You know, you've got a first lady that comes in that just takes down facts. Like it's almost if it's just, she's like a freaking attorney taking down case studies, all these facts. And then, you know, another lady comes in and, you know, it's the pricing financial lady that tells you, hey, here's, you know, what it could be. It's going to be, you know, pricey for overnight if it happens, you know, based on like the recommended, you know, poisonous, in, you know, institutions, they recommend this. And then you finally get to the freaking vet and the vet's like, you know, the good cop, bad cop, super disarming, super nice. Oh, here's what could happen. Um, and, you know, you go through this whole process and then, and then, you know, and they take like freaking 30 minutes, I, but, but they're just playing cards back there, but they take like, you know, 15 minutes each to like actually come out into the room, like as if there's, I don't know, stuff going on back there. Okay. This is just what I've observed. Okay. Like, you know, I caught little glimpses into what's going on in the back, back of the room, all of that. And you know, then finally the the final financial lady comes out and says, "Okay, here's what you're looking at. Here's the high estimate, low estimate. You know, it's going to be somewhere between fifteen hundred dollars and three thousand dollars just for one night. We have to do all these tests, all of these things, blah blah blah. Oh, the tests. It, it doesn't even matter what the tests are right now because you know it could go up and just all of this this stuff. And so I was like super on guard. And one of the things that like the vet said, like, and this is like a lesson for you, is you know. I told her what happened and I was like, it's just on her fur. She can't even reach the pollen to lick it. And, you know, the vet didn't necessarily listen. She was like, oh, no, no, cats get can lick it and get it everywhere, lick pollen, get it everywhere and all of that. Right. So she's like going on, like just this completely kind of disregarded what I was saying is like, no, I like, I know my cat. She doesn't just freaking lick herself. Like you don't even know what kind of cat I have. You don't know the name of the cat. You don't even like, you're like, kind of unplugged from the situation and so that kind of gave me the first kind of clue of of okay i don't know if this is like it's not even about money it's about like i don't want to freaking send my cat or even like they're recommending both cats overnight for like three nights you know with a freaking iv hooked up to their arm and just scared shitless in this like you know, and then we would have to pick them up at 7 a.m. each morning, take them to another vet because they weren't open 24 seven. They were only open at nights, you know, and they were open till like 8 a.m. the next day. So it was just like this, this thing. And they, they seemed to think it's like, oh, oh, well, I mean, you can get pet insurance next time because if it seems like it's all about money, it's like, no, it's not about money. It's about a, I have a gut reaction and a gut feeling that you have no idea what the hell you're even talking about. You just want to, you know, you're in the business of fear and inducing fear and the freaking cat is fine. There's nothing wrong with her. And, you know, so I was in the situation. We had already forked over $110 or agreed to fork over $110. And the pricing lady comes in and she's like, you know what? Um, uh, yeah, you're, you're looking at the high end or low end. It's going to be about like $1,700 to $3,000. And, you know, in that situation, I was like, you know, we, we, my, my girlfriend was like, I don't care. It's not about the money. Like I'll even pay it. Like, you know, it's my fault for bringing in the flowers. And it, it wasn't, you know, like she got gifted flowers from work, like lilies, like a one with just one lily flower was in there. So it's like, it's not about that at all. And it's, it's a really like, you have to have balls to be like, you know what? No, I'm going to take my cat. She's fine. I'm going to walk out of there because they set you up as if, you know, the vet told me, she's like, even if one molecule got in her nostril, one pollen molecule from a lily, she could die. You know, it's like too late. Like, that's ri- 
ridiculous. Get out of here is what I was like thinking in my mind. And guess what? Like I, I trusted my head and my gut and my heart. I took Fiona home. I was like, no, you know what? We're going to wait it out. We're going to take her home. No. And they, it was like, they were like almost like instantly they went from like nice and kind and friendly to like guilt trip and like, oh, oh, you're just an awful owner. You want to pay like, you know, money to like, you know, freaking overnight them and like, you know, just to be risk-free and all this stuff. It was like, you know, instantly when you go through that, you're like, okay, I made the right decision. This, 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 this shop, un- like unintentional or not, maybe it's like they don't, it's not an un- unintentional, but maybe the system, syst- systemically, you know, like the factors of like veterinary care, because there's just not a lot of money necessarily poured into it. Like these people are freaking stressed and it's not their fault. But the fact is, it's like, I'm not going to freaking put my cat under, you know, three to $5,000 overnight thing when I know for a fact that they're fine. So I freaking said, no, hell no. Give me my freaking Fiona cat. I'm getting the hell out of here. She needs to be at home. And we said no. And guess what? She's totally, completely freaking fine. It was all this super high pressure, kind of like unsaid high pressure, you know, situation wherein you're like, the second you take your cat in, it's almost as if like they're probably their close rate from getting the person in the door and paying for a consult to actually closing them, you know, and getting to, them to people to pay for, you know, 3000 to $5,000 worth of stuff. It's probably like 80 to 96% because most people, they love their freaking pets. They love their cat. They don't want to make a decision wherein they pull out their animal and then they end up being wrong. Well, guess what? Like, I don't want that either. But at the same time, you know, just because that factor exists, it doesn't mean you have to actually suspend all of your rational thoughts, all of your even gut and intuitive thoughts, and just fork over three to $5,000. You shouldn't do it. Like, so, you know, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's the situation that happened last night. And it, it just goes to show, I think a lot of us, and look, freaking Fiona is so freaking happy. I woke up twice last night to check on her. This morning, she's super happy. She would have already had signs of pollen poisoning and, and all of that even yesterday, you know, as soon as yesterday. She's totally fine. It's totally like she's perfectly normal. Everything was fine. And like my gut and my like rational sense all proved out to be correct, right? At least in this instance. And a lot of the times I think that you know, when making a decision, like as an independent writer, creator, thinker, or just whatever, solopreneur, entrepreneur, going about life, it's really hard to, you know, take yourself out of like a a certain tense boiler room type of situation where all of the social status, all like, you know, you hear, because when you're making that decision, you hear all of these voices, you have the vets voices saying, no, no, it's really... it's best to be safe. It's best to be safe. It's best to be safe. It's like, no, it's not best to be safe. It's best to be freaking smart. And my freaking cat would rather not suffer and hang out and be hooked up to an IV and shaved down and all that bull crap, which most people, I would say 80 to 96% of people fall into. Don't fall into that trap. You know, you got to freaking, it's really hard. It's easier said than done, but you got to make a decisions, you know, based on, you know, your own thinking, your own first principles, your own logic. And a lot of this is also kind of based on past experience too. 
Um, so I know this is kind of a random ass, you know, like lesson, especially like, you know, I'm on, I'm freaking on a mission to create an army of 1000 independent writers, creators, and thinkers that actually make money, you know, and like make a killer living, create a tribe of super fans and do what they're supposed to do and call to do. And so this is not really necessarily, I would, you know, say like the most like relevant lesson, but there is a lot of like really interesting things to unearth from this experience. And maybe you've gone through a similar experience where all of these freaking voices are telling you to do one certain thing, but like, you know, in the back of your mind that this is, it could be all just horse shit and bullshit and all of the environmental factors are set up such that to force you along this certain path, you need to kind of take a, you know, Put your head above, look at the forest level view and make a rational decision, not just based on, you know, like logic, but based on your freaking gut too. like, you know, what's right. Like, really, a freaking one little molecule of pollen is going to kill your cat. Fuck no, that's absolute horseshit. Like people, you, you can just look for small little clues like that. And like, look, if if cats have like survived and evolved this long, like, you know, there's cats, I'm sure that like, and then she, another signal was like, she freaking told us that, oh, it only happens like maybe two or three times a year. Like this thing happens. Like, honestly, if, if it was an actual, this was an actual real problem, you know, like if actually really happened, this would be happening two to three times a week. There's freaking lilies and pollens in every single like house and cat and like everything that this would not be that rare. Okay. It's insane that like, if lilies do kill cats, that it should be on every single freaking flower label and everything that, oh, don't let your cat near this. Or if you have cats, don't buy this. Right. But it's not because it is overblown, you know? So anyway, let that be a lesson to you. Stay above all the noise and the systemic, uh, you know, influence and make your own rational decision from the gut. And you're probably going through a similar type of thing today where you're like, or this week or something, you know, um, where you're like, you know what, this just doesn't smell right. Go with your gut, trust yourself, trust the process. Now I've saved my, saved my little Fiona from not suffering for three freaking days in an, you know, animal hospital. And I've also saved, you know, just basically lighting three to five grand, uh, of, you know, three to five grand on fire. So that's nice too, but you know, that's secondary anyway. That's all I've got to say right now. Just got to the office. I want to remind you the most important lesson in all of this is to always remember to stay crispy, my friend. Peace. Hey, real quick. This podcast was made possible by my sponsor, which is me. Yes, frickin' me, Sir Scott of Shepherd. You see, I am committed to never shilling some dildo freaking hipster crappy product like all the other podcasters do. All right. So my only ask is that you spend 10 seconds right now, pull to the side of the road, even if you're on the frickin' freeway and rate and review this podcast, then share it with a friend. That's my only ask. You see, this will help spread my movement. I want to create an army of 1000 independent writers, creators, and thinkers who get to spend their days doing what they love, writing, creating, thinking, and taking notes using analog tools while also making multiple six figures if they even choose to. And more importantly, I want to help my people build a tribe, a tribe of people that they were meant to serve. And so by rating and reviewing this podcast right now, you will directly help me and many others in achieving this mission. Peace.